Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. market update with Money FM 89.3. All right, make it four in a row. U.S. markets are on a four-day losing streak as contingent fears in the regional banking space are reignited. So if you've got a Dow Jones Industrial Average down around 300 points or 0.9%. The S&P 500 fell 0.7% and the Nasdaq Composite was down 0.5%. In fact, the Dow turned negative for the year, pulling back 0.06%. And this is with declines in the likes of Boeing, Disney, Goldman Sachs, and American Express. Well, let's unpack it with Yusef Garani. He is the Director of Investments and Operations at IHT Wealth Management. Hello, Yusef. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Hey, great to have you on. And this is um, something I'm sure you are tracking very closely, all the repercussions from what's happening in the banking sector. You've got the ECB alongside the FOMC, Apple, and a lot more to unpack. So let's start with what's at the top of this right now. A bit of a, well, concern, reigniting and re- being renewed in the banking sector. How much should we be worried about this right now? Yeah, it's the number one concern. Normally, on a day like today, we're looking at Apple earnings. That's the headline. That's the focus. But instead, here we are looking at banks, banks across the country, um, you know, all the regional banks. We, we thought that this was behind us. We were looking forward to this being behind us, right? First Republic failed essentially the day after SIBB went down, right? SIBB went down. First Republic had $100 billion of outflows over the course of the next, you know, call it day, maybe two days. And then it was on life support. And then it finally, 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 it was shut down. And and that was, you know, at the end of the week last week. Coming into this week, we're like, okay, that's behind us. We can focus on everything else. You know, that was the obvious bank to go down. But here we are a couple of days later and confidence has been shaken and it's it's the only thing in the news, right? Mm. Um, Apple was 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 a secondary thought for me today. You know? Everyone's asking who might be the next First Republic, and now I've got Pat West in the crosshairs. So it's starting to become a crisis of confidence of sorts. And I think this is where the central banks um, come into the picture. How much do they consider these things right now as they decide on their um, interest rate policies? So that's a great question. We would have liked to see Chairman Powell yesterday. Focusing on the banking sector just a little bit more than than he did. He he panned most of the questions about bank stability and focused those over towards his colleagues and said, you know, Barr is going to look at this, right? They put out a report on Monday. This is going to be an item um, that that is set up under a different commission. This is this is an item for Congress or for the Treasury. He kind of you know poo pooed a lot of the questions about it. Mm. We think that was the wrong thing to do. I'm, you know, if we're being candid, I'm not sure how much one extra quarter point, uh, I'm not sure how much that does to really, you know, solve or not solve inflation. But a sign that they were thinking about the banks uh, might have given them, might have given investors some of the confidence they need to start stepping into some of these banks that, that up until two weeks ago were reporting pretty solid earnings, right? PacWest and, and some of the others that, that you'll see in the news here today, their earnings weren't bad, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they weren't great. Maybe they were going to make you a ton of money, but they weren't bad. And so to see them on the ropes here today is, is very, uh, such a concerning. Yeah, there are some corners saying it's been a bit of an overreaction of sorts. And I think the Fed has some ways to show up confidence. Um, to some extent, they talk about how 
um, they are not expecting a recession. So it's a bit of a brighter than expected outlook. Is that something that surprised you? So the whole reason why we have to have interest rates so high, right, is it's because the economy has been incredibly resilient. Job creation has continued to go forward. The American consumer continues to spend. Uh, we even saw you know, broad savings rates start to tick up a little bit after being under pressure uh, by inflation. So big picture, we want inflation to come down. We're trying to slow the economy down. And, and perhaps the, the tightening of credit resulting from the bank crises here will be you know, the, the final thing to start slowing the economy down. But up until now, it's been incredibly difficult to get a handle on it. And that's why we've seen rates continue to go up, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately for investors, right? Yeah, I guess the big question is uh, when and how much of an impact these rates will have. He did allude to how there's going to be a lag effect. So we have to wait and see down the road how much of an impact that will have. Of course, partly that has played out in the banking sector. So one to watch out for. And talking about things to watch out for, a lot has been talked about when it comes to AI. ChatGPT, uh, Yusuf, have you tried it? Are you impressed? <laughs> Uh, I've personally used it. Uh, I find it's great for helping you with content creation. Uh, by no means am, am I a programmer or somebody who's going to use it in, in perhaps a more rigorous and productive way. <laughs> but uh, I think the, you know, if you zoom out, right, the big picture is that AI is here. It's going to be great for productivity. It's going to be great for creators. It's going to be great for people who have the ability to to articulate their ideas and, and perhaps know what they're looking for, but don't necessarily have technical expertise. Yeah. And then I, on the other hand, if you do have a lot of technical expertise, this will be able to augment your capacities and to be able to make you far more productive than you would be on your own. Yeah, I'm right? quite impressed with how they've managed to make it easier for people to, for example, use Photoshop or editing tools, just type what you need and your photo changes, your face on the video changes mm -hmm. and so on. So this is a big investment that we're seeing that Microsoft is doing right now with AMD. Yeah, so, so today they announced that they're looking at working with AMD to uh, work on chips specifically designed for, for AI. Up until now, NVIDIA has been, you know, the, the primary company with, with the best AI chips. But um, all of the big tech companies, your, your Microsoft, Google, Apple, um, you know, all, all of these companies, they've got massive balance sheets, and they know that they're going to spend incredible amounts of money on, on, you know, different semiconductor chips for AI over the next 10, 20 years. It makes sense that some of the big guys are going to take some of that designing in-house, or they're going to reach out to, to people like AMD who already have expertise and collaborate to try to build chips that, that work for their specific needs. All right, so Apple's obviously been doing their own chips for a while. It would not surprise us if, as AI continues, if Apple chooses to integrate it, which we think is highly likely, you know, if, if they start tuning some of their chips mm. to, be, to work better with those processes. That just makes sense, right? what they do. Well, in conversation with Yusuf Garani, he is the Director of Investments and Operations at IHT Wealth Management. Now, Yusuf, let's talk about some of the spaces you like right now and talk about tech. Let's jump into that first. We've seen a bit of a rally of sorts, pretty much concentrated in the FANG names. Uh, how bullish are you on these names right now going forward? I think uh, I think it's, it's a good place to be for a couple of different reasons. First and foremost, uh, they are these are the cash flow generators. A lot of people talk about safety and they talk about quality. They talk about trying to play defense and find a place to hide. I don't know anybody who can do their job with, without either using their, their MacBook or using their PC, right? That's mm. just a, a core part of what you do nowadays. These are defensive companies with strong balance sheets. So that's, that's one aspect. 
another aspect is if we want to talk about the whole, you know, say growth versus value trade, there's going to be a bit of a, there has been a bit of a tip back and as rates level out and as perhaps we start to see rates come down over the course of the next say 12 months, uh, growth tends to get most of the benefit there is as part of the discounting mechanism. And then finally, and this one I think is perhaps the most underappreciated, the big technology names have focused on top line revenue growth for the last decade. They've never been asked to really focus on margins, to focus on cash flows, to focus on the bottom line. That has now become the primary thing that investors are looking for. And I think you'd be crazy to bet against these big, well-run companies. Uh, You'd be crazy to bet against them and say that, yeah, they don't know how to get their fiscal houses in order. They don't know how to trim costs. They're going to be able to do it. These are excellent management teams. They know what they're doing. They've focused on sales before. Now, if we ask them to focus on margins, to focus on really tightening up and, and being careful with their money, they're going to be able to do that. They're going to find ways to, re- to reward their shareholders as they do it. Yeah, you're talking about rewarding shareholders. Apple is doing so with plans for $90 billion in share buybacks. How impressed are you with Apple? Uh, it's, a, it's a machine. They're a machine. <laughs> they just, every time somebody wants to doubt them, they come out, they put out another quarterly report. They've got another 50, 80, $90 billion in cash they're going to return to their shareholders. And they continue to reward the people who have faith in them, right? Uh, this is a company that's, that's, whether or not it's firing in all cylinders, whether or not it's going to save the market, you know, this is not usually a company that goes up 10 or 15% the day after its earnings report. It's not that company anymore. What this is, is the cornerstone of most people's portfolios, whether they realize it or not, because it's, it's the cornerstone of a lot of the large ETFs out there and a lot of large funds out there. And they make incredible, incredible amounts of money. And then they turn around and they give it back to shareholders mm-hmm. and, and they buy back. And so people talk about dividends and they're looking for a dividend yield. What people don't talk about as much that I think they should probably spend more time focusing on is, is the buyback yield. If this company is gonna return $90 billion to you, maybe they're not putting it in your pocket, but they're supporting the share price. They're helping keep your they're helping your shares appreciate by taking shares off the market. And I think that's exceptionally important. Yeah, you're talking about yields. Looks like bonds are back this year. How much are you reallocating to that space? I think fixed income, if we're talking about equity versus fixed income, um, there are definitely pockets in equity where there are opportunities. Uh, we just mentioned big tech is probably a good place to, to hide out for a little while here as we wait for some economic uncertainty to blow over. Fixed income looks equally, if not more attractive. Last year was a horrible year for, for anybody who was holding fixed income. We all know that, you know, rates went up and it hurt on paper to look, you know, look down at your statement and, and you're down. That's how bonds work. But guess what? This year and going forward, you're looking at investment grade credit yields that are, you know, say 6%, 6.5%, 7%. You're looking at, at cash that's yielding you around 5 If you want to go and dip your toes into the credit markets, you can get high single digits, maybe even even low double digits if you're really going to start reaching around and, and being aggressive. And, and, and regardless of kind of where you fall in that risk spectrum, risk spectrum, there are opportunities in, in, you know, especially considering that the equity markets have already rallied so much. Right. If, if I told you, hey, you can make seven percent from now until the end of the year and, and your volatility profile is going to be way smaller I mean, that sounds pretty attractive, right? Maybe, mm. maybe you add some of that to your portfolio, even if you're an equity person. Lots of good points uh, and also a great oversight of markets. Chairman Yusuf Garani, he is the Director of Investments and Operations at IHT Wealth Management. Yusuf, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. You take care. Take care.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.